Hey geeks, Jeff here. I've been meaning to record this for a while, but I can never find time to sit down at the podcast area of the Geek Compound and record it. But it dawned on me today, or tonight I should say, I'm in my vocal booth all the time. So why not just take a few seconds between recording some voiceover work and record this in the booth and get it done? So yeah, I've kind of kept the two spaces separate in my head. So I don't know why it took this long to dawn on me, but here we go. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to say. Everybody knows I'm ridiculously behind on editing. I'm trying to play catch up. So this weekend, you may see one or two uh, main episodes, maybe an interview that I did that did not have a time frame on it. Uh, so hopefully I can get that kind of stuff out and I can continue to kind of catch up. Uh, as long as I don't get a bunch of voiceover work coming in um, that kind of puts me back here in the booth and away from the editing side of things. Two more things I kind of wanted to mention. First, this episode, not sure how the sound quality is going to be. Actually, I should say this episode and the next episode, I'm not sure how the sound quality is going to be because it had been a while since we had recorded together. And I had to, long story short, I had to use the audio off that Mixler saved, which is uh, a lesser audio quality than I save on my own laptop. I had to do that for this episode. I had to do it for the next episode. So I'll be using their audio. Plus that doesn't have me and Jordan on separate channels. So I can't do some of the editing that I normally do between the two channels, whatever. Overall, I've, I've edited most of this next episode. It sounds pretty good to me, but uh, if, if, if it sounds different to you, that's, that's partially why. The next thing, we did a review in this episode that was for a Kickstarter. Now, normally what I would have done is I would have cut that episode or cut that review out and put it in an episode that I have already released so that you guys would have gotten it in time for the Kickstarter. But shortly after we recorded this, that Kickstarter canceled. So I'm just going to leave it here. I don't know what's going on with it. I don't know if we'll see it in the future. But it's a game they sent to us to take a look at. So we sat down and we reviewed it. And you're going to hear our thoughts on it here. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's about it. So with this, I'm going to get out of the booth because I've got like 10 minutes left of this next episode to edit. And I can get it to you guys so you can hear me ramble up front here. <laughs> if you haven't heard, uh, Jordan and I have been on hiatus for a little while between his schedule and my schedule and, and, you know, more voiceover stuff picking up for me, we've just had a really hard time sitting down to record. Jordan was actually working like evenings and uh, like second and third shift for a while. So our normal recording schedule didn't work for him. Now we're back. We recorded our first one in, in a long time. So we're back recording the podcast. We're going to get more from us. And this is just the start. So there you go. Jordan and I are back. We're recording again. So we're sitting down in the Geek Compound, reviewing a game, and uh, ranting and raving about the various things we're watching, reading, and playing. And once again, you get to sit down at the game table with us for the conversations that we have while we play games. All right, guys. Enjoy the episode. Yo. Head up, think fast. You're about to feel the blast. It's the dopest podcast on the net, oh yeah, all is geeks, fresh your bet, we round the world, we round the net, so get ready and get set, cause we make it look easy, no sweat, Jeff and Jordan, the host, yeah they be the best, from the north to the south, to the east, to the west, they cover 
Welcome to episode 66 of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King. And I'm Jordan Steinhoff. And we're here to give voice to your inner geek. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Our inner geek tonight is cranky. Mm. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. In a day uh. that makes me say I shouldn't be talking in a public <laughs> forum. <laughs> so, yeah, we decided not to do geek news. And I didn't really have a lot for general. Uh, the only thing I was really... Thought was interesting that we could talk about in the geek news. We'll just do it in general here was Princess Leah's bikini <laughs> going for $96,000 at auction, which I, sounds like a ton of money. And it is clearly I'm not about to put out $96,000 for anything right now, <laughs> but they started the bidding at like 80,000. So it I'm, I'm kind of surprised it went that low. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure it would break 100, maybe even 150. Now, did you see what the high item was? It was the Tantive, wasn't it? The big model? Yeah, the Blockade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. Tantive 4. The Blockade okay. Runner. Fun, Star Wars geek. Let's go. You I'm lose not, your cred. That's amazing. You probably think Greedo shot first. No. <laughs> Nobody shot. It was a very peaceful exchange. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry for the there were There were, it was gifts and flowers. Guta, <laughs> guta, solo. So, yeah, that went for uh, 450000 Yeah. For a miniature model of that ship. That it's cool. not miniature. It, well, quite large. It's, I mean, compared it's not full to, size. Well, no, no, but I mean, it's not something I'd be incorporating into my X-Wing game. <laughs> you don't know. Well, it doesn't move. It You'll just see. shoots. <laughs> so yeah, um, other than, again, we are recording live on Mixler. If anybody wants to join us every other Tuesday, you're hearing this from the podcast every other Tuesday about 6 p.m. Central. Uh, as long as Mixler's not trying to update on us and things like that, like happened tonight. So we get started just a little bit late. Uh, but around 6 p.m. Central time, we, uh, record, uh, the podcast every other Tuesday and we have Mixler running so people can join us live. And, uh, again, there's a chat over at Mixler, all that good stuff. So come hang out with us sometime if you get a free Tuesday evening. Cause you know, Tuesday evening is the most social evening of the week. <laughs> Like you can give up a, a Tuesday night happy hour. <laughs> if, if you're going to a Tuesday night happy hour, so hanging usually, out with us. It's either Taco Tuesday or Trivia Tuesday. Oh, We've there, got competition. There's that. There's, there's that. Never mind. I, re- I withdraw my statement. All right. Am I still uh, recording? Because I just heard a big click in my head. Yeah, you're recording. Okay. That was strictly in your head. Yeah. <laughs> That all one. of five snapped. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> we all got it. We got it recorded. We get to hear the moment Jordan snapped. We all knew it was coming. We just didn't think it would be on air. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> Game review. Let's say this one is sponsored by Don Z. He's all over the place. I know. He's amazing, that Don Z, I tell you. A.K.A. Anime Don. He's so to Don's. (laughs) So thank you, Don, for not only contributing to the podcast, but also... uh, Contributing. Yeah, supporting us (laughs) as a sponsor over at Patreon. That is awesome. All right, so tonight we are looking at a game called Hero Dice. Fame! (laughs) I'm gonna live forever. We'll get to that in a moment. Nope. (laughs) From, I believe they're going to call themselves Skies of Dice is the company name I think they're going by. I think that's why it's at the top of all these sheets. (laughs) 
And, um, typo. Yeah. Hero Dice will be on Kickstarter very soon. So we're going to take a look at it here tonight. They actually did request instead of a initial impressions video, they wanted the full brunt of a full review from us on this one. So, but of course we will point out this was a prototype slash review copy. Uh, so this is not the final version. Uh, there are certain things that we're probably not going to talk about in depth, specifically components, uh, because we don't have the final components. We don't know what the custom dice are actually going to look like. And this game is pretty much full of custom dice. The basic idea is that everybody is playing a role-playing character. So you get to kind of make your character and you're going to basically kind of either go dungeon, you're going dungeon diving, uh, which I'll get, get to that in a little bit. <laughs> so you're either going to be fighting other characters. You're going to be fighting bandits. Uh, you're going to be gaining fame, gaming infamy, uh, or nothing may happen <laughs> and, uh, and gaining companions, stuff like that. And the idea is the first character or first player to get their character up to 10 fame wins the game. Uh, so you start with two infamy and fame at the number of players there currently are. So this is a two to four player game. So you're going to start anywhere from two to four fame. That is accurate. <laughs> I, I was pointing at you so you could break into your song now. No, I already did. No, but no. you did it in the wrong order. It doesn't matter. Like, it's relevant. No. <laughs> I'm going to learn to fly high. <laughs> going to be one of those nights, folks. Remember, remember, remember. <laughs> set up. Uh, everybody gets a set of dice in their color. What color would you like to be, Jordan? You made a grammatically questionable statement right there. I am not purple, but my <laughs> dice were. Oh, yes. Um <laughs> For anybody that ever plays games with me, I don't have a color preference anymore because I play with way too many people that do. <laughs> so what's left? Okay. Exactly. I'm always like, what's, what's closest to me or what's left? Those are my, those are my color choices. <laughs> uh, anyway, so you get some dice in your color and you're going to get a race, a class, an ability die. And these are big kind of chunky dice that you get. And there are a D10, a D8, and a D6. And you're going to roll them at the beginning of the game. That's going to determine how your race, class, and abilities start. And then you also get some, you get a, a couple D10s that are for fame and infamy to keep track of that. And then were the companions D10s as well? Yes, but yes. smaller. Yeah, because ra- they're race. Uh, and then you get a couple companion dice that are D10s as well that have all the races on them. And you'll set those aside because you have to earn those as you go along. On your turn, you're going to take the dungeon die, which is a D12, and you're going to roll that and find out what happens. And so things like, we kind of covered it in the intro a bit, but uh, the dungeon, you're either going to roll something that tells you you have to battle another hero, you have to battle a bandit, you gain one fame, gain one infamy, or nothing happens. So you roll that, that determines basically what you're going to do on your turn. And then you're going to pass it to the next player. They get to do the same thing. If you uh, roll a bandit, then there's a couple more dice that basically do like race and ability. And the bandit abilities are different than the character abilities. So the uh, you'll have another player roll as the bandit to see what they get. Um, and then you'll do a battle, which is uh, D6s against D6s. You, the base is you'll each roll one D6, but there are ways to add 
add to it. Yes. There's you, you race advantages and disadvantages, yeah. but basically somebody's going to probably get more dice. And yeah. Potentially. And that's pretty much the game. You keep doing that until somebody gets 10 fame. Uh, so there's a couple caveats to it. Like I said, you get your race class and ability when you start the game and you roll those right away. And that's how, that's your race class and ability that you start with during the game. When, whenever you are rolling dice, you can try to strike at your dice. So you can roll your dice into your race class or ability, uh, dice and change them. So if you hit them and they change, now that's your new permanent race class and or ability, depending on what flip. So you can do that. And some of the reasons you might want to do that is for race. For example, we were just talking about the race advantage and disadvantage. You can try to maybe get out of being at a disadvantage or something like that if you wanted to. Uh, so basically, when you're looking at the die, on your left is who you have an advantage over. I think it's not it's who your Other way around. is. I think yeah. left is penalty and right is advantage, or maybe what you said. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, One of le- left right. has a disadvantage against you, so that's your advantage. Yeah. Yeah, it just depends on how you want to say it. <laughs> so left is who you, you you have an advantage against, and to the right is who ha- who you have a disadvantage against. And if you have an advantage, you get an extra die. If you have a disadvantage, they get an extra die for the battle. So in that instance is where you might go, okay, well, I'm going to battle this bandit or I'm going to battle this other player. Currently, I have a disadvantage. Maybe I'm going to try to remove that or something or try to get an advantage or something like that. Uh, you can attempt it. The other thing is, of course, your um, abilities is another reason why you might want to do it. So depending on where that D6 is sitting, the abilities are all different. So they do everything from like you can copy another hero's ability to gaining fame, uh, not gaining fame, but being able to spend infamy and fame interchangeably, uh, being able to roll an attack die or a die, being able to re-roll. You can ignore class or race advantage and disadvantage. So there's a bunch of different reasons why you might want to change those two. I won't mention class at the moment. <laughs> basically, like school during the summer. <laughs> so basically, that is. Kind of the gist of the game. Now, let's see what I didn't, I didn't cover companions. So if you're battling a bandit or about to potentially battle a bandit, you can spend three infamy. If you have three infamy to spend to basically not battle the bandit and convert it to a companion of yours. And then you'll take one of your companion dice and switch it to whatever the race was of that bandit. And that's where it'll start. And that's, and then once you have those, you can strike those too to change their races as well. Cause you can use them to help you with advantages in battles as well. And they basically gain your ability. Mm-hmm. So they're always a bandit. So they don't gain your class, which they won't fight other bandits unless something tells them to or something. And then if you win a battle, you gain a fame. Uh, if you lose a battle, you, uh, lose a fame. And if you win a battle with a companion, you get, if you defeat somebody's companion in the battle, you get an extra fame player to player. Yeah. yeah. You get a fame per companion and or player character that is involved. Mm-hmm. So if somebody goes all out and comes at you with themselves and two companions and you defeat them, you get three fame. You can release a, you can spend three infamy to release a companion. Mm hmm. 
and then that he'll join the bandit. And again, it just gives them, gives the bandit an extra die to kind of attack the person they're attacking. Uh, but they won't come back to you. You basically release you them. Paid them good. to go away. Yep. If you use a companion against another player and they win, that companion goes over to their side, mm-hmm. but gives you one infamy as it leaves or something like that. So lots of little different things kind of going on there. So all of that together, again, the, the gist of the game is you roll the dungeon die and you see what you're going to have to encounter from the dungeon. If it's a bandit, you roll the bat, the remaining, uh, bandit dice, uh, or another player rolls a, a bandit dice. If it's, uh, battling a character, you battle a, another player. You choose which player you're going to battle. You do that. Or it's just going to give you one infamy or one fame or nothing will happen. And you just kind of continue on, rinse and repeat from there until somebody gets 10 fame and that's the winner. All right. Components. We're not really going to talk a ton about a components. Dice. There's a, it's, it's pretty much dice. It's all dice. Big dice and little dice. Yes. Different size dice. We do not have the final version, so we can't tell you what the customized ones are going to, you'll have to wait for the Kickstarter to kind of see what they have going on there. What they gave us was interesting. I mean, there's, there's, like I said, there's these big chunky dice to kind of represent your character and the dungeon and the bat and the bandit. And then there's some smaller dice for your infamy, uh, and your fame and your companions. They're again, like we said, they're polyhedral. Uh, so they're anywhere from a D6 all the way up to a D12 for the dungeon die. And, you know, again, what we got is fairly solid. It was customized dice on sticker with stickers, um, that they put together. These, if that's, I'm assuming they're not going with stickers, but they're actually making custom dice, either screen, pr- screen printed or molded. Uh, but the dice were, I mean, the dice were fine and the game around using the dice were fine. So the components, as far as gameplay was concerned, worked. Would you say? Yes, it's a dice game and the dice and the dice rolled. (laughs) (laughs) I have very little sleep tonight, people. Um, so let's just go ahead and, and float on over to the mechanics then. In general, what did you think of the mechanics? It worked. Everything that the dice were supposed to do was explained and you could do what you were told you were supposed to do with the dice. (laughs) A couple of my bugaboos are either mechanics or rules. So I'll cover them here. You know, the rules say you can have up to three companions, but you're only given two companion dice. They don't really cover that in the rules, so we just made the assumption you get three by stealing one. Right. But then we don't know what happens if you happen to have the infamy to buy up three companions. Right. You just penalized. Right. Or if, for instance, like I lost one to you, Mm -hmm. now can I buy two more? I've only got one companion die. Exactly. So, yeah, that was one thing that was kind of outstanding for us. And there was something else, but it was relatively small, so apparently it didn't stick with me. That was the biggest one. But class. Well, yes. The class die does nothing. You're given three char- three dice for your characters, race, class, and ability. And currently, the class is a throwaway die. If you don't roll that die, if you just put it back in the box, it does not, it will not have an impact on the game. And that seems pointless to me. Mm-hmm. Other than that, everything that it says can happen in the rules happens with the dice. Uh, you roll, you maybe roll more dice. You see if you need to roll more dice. And if you do, you roll more dice. It's, it's pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Mechanically, it's a sound concept that travels well from stage to st- uh, phase to phase. 
Yeah, mechanically, I mean, the the game is pretty decent. There's a couple things, and again, I, I'm with you. I don't know if I cover this here or in rules. Uh, I'll, there's a couple things I'll cover in rules for sure. I completely agree about the class die. It just it does nothing right now. I understand what he's kind of going for. Element. Yeah, but there are times when you got to kind of look at does it make sense for the thematic? I mean, you can easily say I'm creating a character with a race and a special ability. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe there's some future that we don't know about, but in my mind, especially to cut down on the price of the game to start with, save that, put that in the expansion. Yep. Uh, now we're going to add a class and here's what classes do. Mm-hmm. But as it sits right now, the class does absolutely nothing. There's really no reason to try to aim to knock that die around because, oh, look, I'm no longer a wizard. I'm a thief. That does absolutely nothing for me. Okay, continue on. (laughs) Uh, Where, I mean, the race, there's more potential of it either helping or hindering you. But not by considerable amount, like you and I talked about it. Unless there's like a well, full, the race full die, game, I think the, the race die works even at two. But my ability to not yeah. be affected by the race disadvantage protected me for the whole game. But at, at a four-player game, assuming not everybody has that ability going, you know, it would come in a little bit more often. Mm-hmm. And the ability die, I think, makes a lot of sense to potentially switch around. Yeah, that that's as far as the mechanics of the game go. That's my favorite die because that's where. I think that's where the meat of your character is going to be. Uh, you got six options. You keep rolling that, especially at a four player game, the, where you've got more interaction, more chances for interaction anyway, because more people are rolling that bandit die. That is going to be the core of the game. So they could have just done away at this time with the class and, and focused on making that maybe D6 using the class die so you have more class options or something mm-hmm. so that the or ability options, I should say, the, the class comes in later, mm-hmm. if it comes in later. Yep. No, I, I completely agree with that. It's uh, a, a wasted die that's going to drive up the price of this game a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which is unfortunate because it's just not needed right now. It's not bringing anything to the table. There was one thing I was going to mention in rules, but since you talked about it a little bit already, I'll save it here. The rule is... You can't knock your opponent's dice around. We yeah. talked about being able to roll the, the, uh, the, the dungeon die and affect your dice by, by rolling them. But since it's a fully competitive game, there's no co-optitude here. Mm-hmm. It's a fully competitive game. It would make more sense to me to allow that. Roll your dice to maybe knock you into a disadvantage against me or change your ability so that maybe you aren't able to spend the infamy interchangeably so that you can't just keep buying your way into extra <laughs> dice or something dick, something like that. <laughs> just since it's a competitive game, that makes more sense than me than saying you can do yours, but your opponent's locked out. That's so yeah. I'm I not mean, sure if that's a mechanic or a rule because it's a right. rule about how the dice work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I get what you're, what you're talking about. We kind of talked about that too, though. That'd be, be way too many injuries around the table trying to knock each other's dice over. <laughs> and I'm sure that played a part in it a little bit. Start throwing that thing like a dart. <laughs> so I, I'm, I think we're about ready to move on. Uh, mechanics again, uh, they work. They're pretty decent. We had a fairly decent time with this game and there's just a few minor things that we kind of like, you know, the, the class die and stuff like that. So moving on to rules, rules. I really hope. They actually do full uh, a full rule book. 
they gave us three sheets. And again, this is a prototype. Just staple it together. <laughs> uh, no, don't staple it together because you need the, the reference one. That's the other thing. I hope they actually do multiple reference cards. Um, yes, one for each player would be nice. Four yeah. reference cards, not just two neoprene ones for all four yeah. players. <laughs> uh, back around. <laughs> the instructions that they gave us, the rules that they gave us are pretty straightforward. Not too hard to understand. Like I said, there's a couple things that we weren't sure about and we just kind of made our own assumptions and, uh, hopefully they were right. Usually they are. We're, we're usually pretty close. We've been doing this long enough. We're, for how we play. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this seems like it would be a dickish thing. Let's yeah, go that let's way. Let's do it. Yeah. So there, uh, on that note, we completely skipped the, you can help another player in battle because that was never going to happen at our table. <laughs> but you can help another player in battle if you want to. Uh, it'll just never happen in this house. <laughs> At least not when it's just the two of us. Exactly. Just the two of us. The instructions are pretty decent. They're not too bad. Uh, there's that little bit, you know, the race advantage, disadvantage thing. Like I said, it just depends on how you read it. And looking at it as they kind of gave it to me here, it was hard to visualize because they did, you know, this straight picture and I wasn't. And so at first I thought it was this thing on the reference sheet mm. that that was where you looked for your left or right disadvantage or advantage. Right. And it wasn't until we actually got into it, started looking at the dice and kind of reread it. It's like, oh, okay, they're talking about on, on the, on the size of the die. Yeah. yeah. So for such a small piece of instruction, it's surprisingly wall of text. Mm-hmm. And that shows through in two places. As you mentioned, the, the initial read about race advantage and disadvantage. Yes. <laughs> and then the gray area, the other gray area, the other big gray area that we took, what, it must have been five minutes to try to figure out was how to include your companions. Mm. Because yeah. there was, for a while we thought it was automatic, but then we, one of us got, well, it must have been you because I never changed abilities. That said you can include a companion for free. But we'd already been doing that, and then we looked at it, and then we had to try to figure out because it. Well, the, it said the you, word, could, you could give it to a bandit, right? Yeah. The but the, the wording in the in, in the manual was saying very much the same thing, only slightly differently, right? And then we kind of had to parse out what the difference was, and once we got figured it out, it was a very simple thing. One is a free ability, and the other one, the basic ability, is paid, but took a while to. T- took longer for that mechanic. Yeah, I mean that, that, than, that's the thing. That, that's why I'm hoping they really go with it, and I'm assuming they will. Um, again, this is a prototype review copy. Mm-hmm. I get that part. Uh, I'm just hoping they really go with a decent size rule book where they can break some of this break up, it up, throw break up the picks, text, throw some visuals in, yep. throw an example here and there, uh, and that'll go a long way. That said, in the grand scheme of things, this wasn't too hard for us to pick up. Like you said, there was some minor parsing here and there. We stopped from time to time just to reread a couple things because, again, wall of text does nobody no good sometimes. Um, because that one sentence you're looking for is in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and which section is it in? Cause, you know, there's a section for companions and then there's a section for battle. Am I looking for how to use my companion in the battle section because I'm battling with it? Or am I looking at it in the companion section because it's a companion? And I probably, you know, you for a 50-50, 
I think I got that wrong every time and looked at the wrong <laughs> section first. <laughs> and there's really only one page of rules that right. you really need to worry about. <laughs> Just flesh out the rules. But what we got is not too bad, and we were able to figure it out. But because of wall of text issues, some things took a little bit longer to figure out. Teachability for Hero Dice. What'd you think? Uh, you know, it's pretty light. There's not a lot to teach. The reference guide is good that they provide. Gives you a breakdown of each ability. And so teachability, I think, is high because it's a pretty light game. There's not a lot of grind in here. Mm -hmm. Everything is... Is just roll and see what the dice say. So once you've explained all the dice, it's pretty easy to pick up. Right. The only thing with that would be that you gotta really do have to keep the reference sheet pretty close by because it's all symbols pretty much. So it's like, okay, well, what does this mean again? Multiple plays if you play this consistently. I think that'll, that'll resolve. Yeah. It's not too bad. And you know, again, the, the, I think our biggest issue was like, what do these squiggly lines mean for this race? <laughs> uh, which again, we're talking about dice stickers for the prototype and I'm assuming that they'll do something different for the actual game. So, so yeah, teachability. I mean, it, it, again, it, the, the game, like Jordan said, is pretty easy to kind of get through the motions. I mean, you're basically rolling dice and figuring out what it tells you to do. And mostly you're rolling the dungeon die to try to figure out what you might potentially do. And then from there, you kind of parse out to, okay, so now you're fighting a bandit. Well, here's what happens when you fight a bandit kind of thing. So it's pretty easy to teach, I think. Mm-hmm. Both to teach and to pick up. Yeah. All right. So replayability for Hero Dice. What do you think of the replayability for this one? See, this is going to lead into my overall. Okay. I don't think. Come on. We still of- got theme. <laughs> I can do all three right in one. (laughs) I'm not keen on this game. For me, there's not a lot of replayability because I don't want to own this game. It's very light, and it does cater to a crowd. (laughs) Jeff's just leaning away from the mic hitting the 40. (laughs) It does cater to a crowd who want to take... Well, you can't even call it a small dice game because the dice, if they finish, are very big. But it's a small box, I assume, the final product will be, that you can take with you pretty much anywhere, bust out a small table space. So for the people that like kind of 95% random and little to no planning in a very loosely dungeon crawl-esque type game, I think there's replayability because it's fast. I mean, I got to nine in like two or three minutes, and then you went on a big run that brought me <laughs> yeah. down, but then I went on a run and brought... So there was some back and forth, and I think mm-hmm. with a four-player game, the back and forth will be just as good and lead to a satisfying experience if this is what you like. But for me, the theme isn't really there because it just it doesn't feel like a dungeon crawl. It doesn't feel FRP at all. Mm-hmm. It's too random. And I say this liking Quarriers. <laughs> where uh. there's absolutely nothing in my control except what I buy. <laughs> this is too random for me and too too generic. So theme, replayability, and overall, pretty <laughs> low for me. Uh, you just put it out on front street. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, replayability. I Okay, so if you like quick filler style games, like Jordan said, a game that you can just bust out on the table, play for a little while, and 
kind of sweep off the table if you need to to kind of play another game, that kind of thing. Yeah, you might enjoy this. This this might have uh, some play, and uh, you you might get get something out of it. But I have to agree that there's not enough meat to the mechanics to keep me coming back for this. There's not enough meat to the mechanics for me. There's not there's not enough immersion. Like you kind of said, I mean, it's, there's all these things on, on the dice, you know, there's all these great races and stuff, but there's nothing behind it to really kind of pull you in. Now, I understand the kind of the concept behind it where, you know, one of his things was that, you know, a lot of the fun that he had in role playing was actually creating the character and rolling the dice to make the character and stuff like that. And that kind of translated into what he was doing for this game. That's great. But again, things like the fact that class has nothing to do with anything right now bothers me. Again, don't include it. Uh, I like the abilities. I like the little bit of, I like the take that that's in there, uh, that you get to kind of do, but there's not enough around any of that to say, okay, let's keep playing this game. This is why, I mean, we, we had fun while we were playing it. We chuckled a few times, but that's pretty much any game I think we can get to the table. We, we can make, we can make a night of it if we, if we want to. <laughs> but at the end of the night, we kind of have to look at things and go, are it's we, are we going to play this again on this weekend? No, we're, it's just not quite FRP enough for me for what it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. nor is it sufficiently social. Cause I think even with four players, you're still not going to be talking about the game in a social aspect. So you're just going to be socializing, which there's nothing wrong with that. Cause it's a light game. It's definitely filler cause it's fast. Right. But it's um, it's just to, for, for me. So <clears throat> for our listeners, if you agree more than ninety percent of the time with Jordan, this is not <laughs> a game medical for me. Attention. <laughs> Seek medical attention. Uh, this is not a game that I like for just a variety of small reasons, but they all pile up. So it's not quite the dungeon crawl that the light dungeon crawl experience he was trying to do. Right. That's that's where I think I take a lot of issue right now. Thinking about that, that dungeon die and the the dungeon crawly thing is just not there. It's no. just not there. There's no feeling of dungeon crawl. If anything, you can call this like bandit bash. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, real quick. Uh, Chris asks, would having a different theme have made it any better? I have to say no. I, I don't, don't right I, off the top. I don't say no. think so because there's nothing that they, he, he could retheme this to that would make it more immersive. It's, it's just that. I'm going to, it's going to, it's going to be a bad word because it's more pejorative than it is, but it's just that shallow. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, to me, you have to go back to the mechanics. You can't just retheme it um, yeah. because it's, it's the combination of the two that's not quite jiving with us. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, again, we had some fun with it, but it's nothing that we, I mean, we just had, had a little bit of fun hanging out because it had been a while since we hung out yeah. and stuff. So, and this was the game we had on the table that night, but, Again, I mean, the product he put out, A to Z, it achieves, I think, what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So as a product that he designed to put out on Kickstarter, he is successful because it is what he wants, mm-hmm. I assume. But it is not what I want. See, and the one thing we didn't mention is that you can also have this infamous bandit because we didn't play with the infamous bandit. Oh, I think that would be... A- a good addition for three plus, right? But not not good enough, enough to make right. it. And that's how I feel too, because it, it doesn't add enough. I mean, it's still the same base mechanics. Mm-hmm. There's only two differences. If if a bandit, if you roll a bandit to attack the infamous bandit, they gain fame. 
because that bandit decides not to attack and goes out and spreads the word of the infamous bandit. So they gain fame. So they get a little closer to victory. And then the other one is if a regular character rolls a bandit, they get to pick either a normal bandit or the infamous bandit to attack. Only differences, really. And so everything else there is still baseline mechanics that that we're talking about. And to me, a lot of my issues with this come down to two things. The class die that does nothing and the dungeon die that doesn't feel like it does what it, I want it to. It doesn't give me enough into this game. I think if he had doubled up the bandits and the player attack dice sides, it would have made it more interactive, but I still don't think it would have improved it for me. Theme for Hero Dice, I think we pretty much covered that. The theme just didn't really work for either of us. It it wasn't enough to make it thematic to a point where we really cared about the theme. Again, it couldn't necessarily be replaced. It wouldn't have made it any better. Uh, so, th- I mean, this is... <laughs> You know, we always hated the term, but we, this is one of those games that could be any theme, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going it, to, to us, it could be any theme and it's not going to make it better for us because it comes back to making a few mechanical changes. All right. So then fun factor slash overall, I think we've kind of hammered that one home as well. While there is a place for this game for some people and we understand that. I mean, there's plenty of games that people like that we don't. Uh, what? <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. And don't make me start listing them because we already have enough enemies. <laughs> um, <laughs> again, if, if you like quick, fast paced fillers, if you like in the vein of, um, munchkin with dice, kind of good, um, good example, then this is a game that you might want to have in your collection for Jordan and I. It is not a game that we would prefer to have in our collection. So that is kind of, uh, you have anything else you want to add or? I wish I had thought of Munchkin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you. This is, it is not technically a bad game. It was just not a bad game. It's just not a game for us. Right. All right. So there you go. Um, that is what we think of Hero Dice from Skies of Dice. But check out the Kickstarter and see if it's something you're interested in. Because, you know, again, at the end of the day, Jordan and I are saying what our opinions are. And everybody has a differing opinion. And that's that's awesome. There's going to be some reviewers out there that probably love this game. And that doesn't mean they're wrong. What? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Why do you say these things? That it's because me. I'm tired and loopy. <laughs> and apparently I went from cranky to Christmas. <laughs> uh. <laughs> What we're watching, sponsored by Matt Warden, Woo! friend of the podcast, Patreon supporter, and my fellow co-planner for Protospiel Minnesota, which is coming up very soon. We're Way too many things. you, Matt. <laughs> it's only three months away. I know. Isn't that ridiculous? All right. What we're watching. Like I said, I have a long list since I was... Uh, medically challenged for a little while and had to stay <laughs> home for a week <laughs> so you want to go or you want me to go i'll go because it is a much smaller list than the wall of text i just saw <laughs> went to see the martian uh very enjoyable liked it saw a funny meme come out after that that yes. said uh between saving private ryan interstellar and the martian the united states has spent a lot of money trying to save matt damon which <laughs> yep. i thought was kind of funny uh we went to see hotel transylvania 2 
blah, 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 which was not quite as funny as the first one, but still enjoyable. Some of the new TV has started for the season. Uh, I gave Minority Report a shot and regretted it within <laughs> 20 minutes nothing. and yeah. stopped. That's kind of what I've heard. And it's still in our queue. We haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I can't do it. I, <laughs> I gave it 30 minutes and it was... If anybody else had the fortitude to go with it and, and and it turns into a good show, good on you for sticking with it. But I, 30 minutes, it was like, blah. Yeah, I, I heard a couple, there's a couple people that are at least going to give it three. And I heard another person's like, nope, I'm, I'm out. I'm out right now. <laughs> I'm not wasting the three. It was interesting though, because that was my trade off with Sarah. I wanted to see Minority Report. She wanted Blind Spot. Uh, so I said, okay, I'll watch Blind Spot if you watch Minority Report. And halfway through it, I turned her and said, you can turn this off if you want. And she did. <laughs> and then we went on to Blind Spot, which I thought looked kind of bad in the previews. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's awesome, but it's much more enjoyable than I thought it would be. And we've now watched the first two or three apps, mm-hmm. whatever they're up to. And I'm enjoying it quite more than I thought. Um, the main dude is from Strike Back on Cinemax or Stars. Mm-hmm. I really like that show. It was good popcorn action. And of he's course. playing essentially <laughs> the same character, only yeah. with less swearing because it's network. <laughs> uh, and of course, the main. Chick, oh, yes. Lady yes. Sith. Lady Sith. <laughs> Took me a minute yep. to figure out who she was since they lopped off all her hair. Yep. But, um, yes. <laughs> and Blackish has started up again. So we've been watching that as well. That's, that's my new season. So yeah, we we're wa- we are watching Blind Spot and Blackish as well. Um, yes, oh, I was just thinking about the last half of Blackish. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're out of whiskey, and somebody needs an ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I love that show. Okay, so for me, <gasps> go <laughs> again. I was laid up for a week. I am the reason why we did not record last time. <laughs> I was uh, laid up for a week and could not record. So with that, I watched a lot of stuff. And for the first time ever, I'm listening to podcasts as they come into my queue. (laughs) (laughs) So last comic standing uh, finished. I'm going to kind of go somewhat faster. Most of these, unless there's anything you want to kind of talk about. Uh, Falling Skies, we finally got to see the series finale. They finally put it up. And all we can say is, yep, we're done. Thank God we're done. That was a horrible series finale. Horrible. Fear the Walking Dead is done. Speaking of mostly horrible. <laughs> last couple episodes weren't too bad, though. The last episode was pretty good. And not just because, you know, hey, look, lots of zombies. Just it seemed to finally kind of start moving somewhere, which was good. Blacklist season two, we got through. Oh, yeah. I've only got like two episodes of that left. Yeah, that was good. And... Unfortunately, we're not. It's started up again, right? So I think we're not watching it live. We watched it through Netflix. So well, it's on Hulu. Is it? I think so. I have to see. I think. Well, if not, then they're really douches. Because I was (laughs) like four eps from the end of the season, and we were watching something on Hulu, and then I saw a preview for season three of The Blacklist on Hulu, (laughs) and I'm like, ah, nobody can go away. I don't. ah." Nice. (laughs) Let's see. uh, Gotham has started up again, and Gotham. That's uh, been pretty decent. They went dark fast, uh, so far. Only what I think we're one behind right now. Uh, Doctor Who has started up again. <laughs> really? I'm out. <laughs> I watched the first step and that was it. Uh, what do we got going on here? Sense eight kicks ass. Period. Correct, sir. 
But I don't know who said that, that but I Chris. agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> I have yet to watch Sense8. It's still in my queue. Watch it. I'm enjoying the new Doctor Who. Megan's really enjoying it as well. So let's see. Modern Family, Black Axe Fight was my breaking point. That, <laughs> really? Nope. That's it. I'm done. Uh, Ink Master, the uh, apprentices versus masters is still going on. Brooklyn Nine Nine has started up again. We love that show. Empire has started back up. We watched the uh, pilot for The Grinder. Which was pretty good. That was actually very humorous. That's one we're, we're probably going to keep on our list. And that's Rob Lowe and, uh, Fred Savage, where Fred is the younger brother or something like that. And he's an actual lawyer. And I think his dad was a lawyer, but then his, his older brother became an actor who played a lawyer. <laughs> and now he's, that's, that series is done. So now he's trying to be home and he's actually like trying to pretend at times he is a lawyer. That was, it was actually pretty good. Uh, Sleepy Hollow started back up. And then from here, I got a bunch of movies. Uh, I watched Time Lapse, which is pretty interesting. That is a movie. There, uh, there's these three. There's like this couple and their friend that all live in an apartment. And they're kind of like, you know, one, one guy's an artist. And I forget what. But they're all basically like kind of like starving. You know, one's got a gambling problem. They're, the friend's got a gambling problem, all that kind of stuff. And they all live in the house together. Uh, and the artists, I think part of how they make their rent and everything is they are like the land, the groundskeepers for the apartment buildings and stuff. And, uh, guy across the way, they're not sure what's going on. They finally go over there and they find this bolted to the floor, huge machine that's basically like a Polaroid camera, but it takes pictures 24 hours in advance. So it takes, it takes the future picture of, it takes tomorrow's picture. And it's pointed right at their apartment window. So, and then, you know, chaos ensues from there. It's the whole butterfly effect and how, what can we change and blah, blah, you know, all that kind of stuff. That was actually a pretty decent little indie movie, though. Was that on Netflix or Hulu? Netflix, I believe. That's where I watched I it. I'll check that so, out. So, time lapse. And I watched Dear White People. Which <laughs> was actually pretty good. Uh, and then one of my sucker guilty watches was Drumline, a new beat. I watched <laughs> that. That was okay. Uh, welcome to me. Have you seen that one? No. With, with Kirsten Wig? No. That's her, that's her, you know how every, like, comedian has to have, like, their punch drunk love moment? <laughs> this is hers and it is pretty bizarre. It's, she's basically a, a bipolar chick that kind of goes off her meds and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, things going on around her and stuff, but she wins the lottery. So now she's a rich bipolar chick. <laughs> Who basically kind of starts buying out almost this, her, cause her big thing is she wants to kind of be like Oprah. She watches like reruns of Oprah on VHS tapes all the time and then like says the lines along with her. <laughs> so this little like cable access, uh, thing, she like basically tech takes over and it's, it's her show. She's like, welcome to me. And she just talks about herself. It's, it's very, it's dark and it's very bizarre, but I can't say it was, it wasn't like a horrible movie though. Uh, it was an interesting watch. Uh, I watched Hick, which is one I've been trying to watch for a while. Back in the day, Boy Wonder finally watched the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Eh, it's okay. I'm not going to hate on it, but whatever. Heroes on a half rating. <laughs> watched Chef. and uh, That's a great movie. That is a good movie. Megan watched it on the plane, so that's, I forgot where we were. It was probably while we were going out to, to Florida this last time. Um, so that was what she watched and I missed it. So there's no reason for us to necessarily like watch it together. So I finally 
got to that again. Homesick. Catch up. Yeah, so I, I watched it on my queue and finally got it. And that is an awesome movie. Um, and then clearly this is a movie that starts off. It's a documentary about myself and then it gets, um, sarcastic at the end. So fat kid and then rules the world. So they really just, that hurts. Um, <laughs> from real life to fantasy in one set, in one sentence. Girl, most likely. Um, is this also about you? It is also about me. I, uh, that's another Kirsten Wig one, actually. Boy meets girl. That's about a transgender girl in a small town. And that was kind of a cool little movie too. Fish Tank. That's one I've been trying to watch forever too. A little indie movie. And I finally got to watch it. And that was, um, oh God, why am I spacing on the name right now? It was one of his first, um, um, Magneto. Fastbender? Fastbender. It was one of his first, uh, roles, I think. And that got dark towards the end. <laughs> and that got really weird at the end. Wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be from the previews I had seen way back when. Started off, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm on board. And then it got really weird, right? really dark at the end. Uh, and then uh, we watched Furious 7 here recently. We got to say goodbye to Paul Walker. But you moment. didn't, because he's still got like 18 movies coming out. <laughs> he's the Tupac of Hollywood. And that is what I watched. <laughs> what do we got going on in chat? Oh, that's right, Meow, you're, uh, you're doing Eschen Spiel this year. Envy. <laughs> what we're reading slash listening to. Sponsored by Michael Mendez. Thank you very much, Michael, for supporting us over on Patreon and allowing us to continue to do this podcast where basically Jordan and I just bitch. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for supporting every content producer. Just talk to me. <laughs> Thank I'd you. I'd be happier for supporting <laughs> our bitchiness. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have the complete opposite of the previous list. I have a well, very if you've been watching list. that much TV. You certainly <laughs> haven't been reading. <laughs> so for me, um, uh, again, audition scripts and the fact that, uh, last weekend after finally healing up, <laughs> Uh, I did my commercial demo. So I was going over my commercials most of that last week. This weekend is my narration demo recording. So I've been doing my narration demos, uh, scripts. So mostly that. Um, and then like you and I talked about previously, you know, I've been doing some auditions here and there. So the, that stuff looking over some voiceover related books and, and stuff. And then of course, rule books, lots and lots of rule books. That's all I have. All right, I don't have much of a longer list because I've been too busy to even listen to audiobooks. It's like all my clients found out that IBM laid me off, so now they're trying to do everything. <laughs> everything before they have to start training in somebody new, like every project that they ever wanted to do. Oh, shit, the, the last experienced person we have on the account <laughs> is leaving. Do it all. Do it all now. Um, yeah, we almost, uh, we, we almost weren't able to start today. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> All right, hey now, <laughs> <laughs> meow, Chris. Sorry, <laughs> listeners, you're not going to hear that. Oh, uh, you know it's right there. Uh, meow did did rename us Bitchcast, so I like it. I'm I'm keen with that. I'm all right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> can we do that on iTunes without too many problems? <laughs> I think so. All right. I I can make it work. <laughs> I think that's our app title. <laughs> Bitchcast. <laughs> um, finished the affair by Lee Child. It was not bad. 
I guess after 16 bucks, start even for me, it's starting to get repetitious. So what? I know, right? <laughs> that makes no sense at all. Here's this formula, and I'm going to milk it like David Eddings. But they're generally enjoyable, so I got to keep going. Kind of like uh, Terry Brooks and re- you know, rewriting the Brooks, trilogy yes. every well, every series. I, they both did it. <laughs> The Belgariad, and now the same thing, only with a different main character. <laughs> yeah, so that was the affair. Still listening to the cycle of Iran when I have reasons to put my headphones on for my phone. Not only did we go to the Martian, I listened to the Martian before <laughs> we went to the Martian. It is surprisingly faithful to the book, and what they removed is really... It was good in the book because... The book has a lot more humor, so there's a lot more balance to the drama. But if they'd put in some of the drama without the same amount of humor, because there's more, uh, there's more journal entries in the book than there are in the movie. So they would have had, and it's already like a two hour and 10 minute movie. So they really, if they would put more into it, they would have had to balance it with more humor. So it would have become like Gandhi, you know, we're pushing <laughs> a three hour movie. So what they removed wasn't all that critical. They still got the gist of the book and I enjoyed both the book and the movie. And I had started reading, I'd gotten literally three pages into the Aeronauts Windlass, the new uh, Jim Butcher book, the Aeronauts Windlass, uh, on my Kindle, and then my Kindle died. <laughs> so then I had to wait for the physical copy of the book to show up, because I moved it over to the Kindle app on my tablet, and reading books on a tablet apparently sucks. I read my comics, and I play games, yeah. and I do website, but actual... Just scrolling through text, that is not for me, at least not on the <laughs> Kindle app. I mean, I I don't read big things, you know, a, a book manual, a game manual, a PDF, you know, small things. That That's easy to do, but to sit there and just, I, I don't know what, but I just looked at that. Or, and maybe it was just the wrong size because it's nine inch. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to think because mine, I seem to do fine because that's, I've got a combination of physical uh, VO books and a bunch of on my Kindle app. Mm-hmm. And I read through those just fine, but I've got a large, I've got like a 12. Yeah. So maybe it's just the wrong size and it's like almost five years old now. So it's showing its age. So it's definitely something that I want to replace if I have a job next year. So the actual hardcover showed up and I'm like, Oh, good. I can continue. Chris wants to know if there's any fantasy porn, Harlequin romance types. And then he asked if he crossed the line because we. <laughs> Haven't addressed it yet. Let me say. <laughs> oh, good lord! Uh, Thanks, Chris. <laughs> taken by the T Rex. I'll just throw that out there for you. Yeah, and that's what's uh, on my reading and listening. <laughs> don't, don't, don't take that. <laughs> take it. Go. <laughs> it's only like twenty nine pages. Go for it. <laughs> you ask, I answer. You know the dangers of playing this game. Yeah, see, this is why it's dangerous for me to sit on this side because. Sometimes I want to censor. Do, do you Sometimes think it would I be less dangerous if I was the filter? Because I would not be a filter. <laughs> or or maybe we just shut down chat for a while. <laughs> what we're playing. Sponsored by Grey Gnome Games. Thank you very much, Jason, for sponsoring us on Patreon. And letting us talk about the things we get to play, which I have a short list again, but uh, yeah, you just talked for a bit, so you want me to go? I'll go. Okay, go ahead. All right. We had JordalCon recently, so my list is a little bit longer than normal, because I yeah. actually got games in. 
by air quotes. We well, you I, were invited, but you had to have surgery. So. I know. <laughs> I, I was all pumped to go. And then Kate was like, are you going to make it? I'm like, nah, maybe. It's going <laughs> to depend on how I feel by Friday. <laughs> no, I was not feeling good by Friday. D- don't base your cooking requirements on my attendance. <laughs> <laughs> so I got in some of both Attack Wings, D&D, and this is not just at JordalCon. This is everything that I've done recently. Both Attack Wings, D&D, and Star Trek. Some X-Wing. Pathfinder card game. Did that. This past Saturday, we we usually do the cards and then the RPG, and one of our RPG group just didn't show up and didn't respond to any attempt to contact them. So it's like, okay, let's just keep playing cards then. So we finished AP1 of Skull and Shackles, and now we're starting AP2. And our, our single biggest piece of progress in that, we usually do one scenario a week, uh, a month, and we got three in last night or on Saturday. So that was pretty good. I'm trying to talk them into... Going really crazy and doing it all for like one night, just setting aside a night for that and just do that all night, you know, <laughs> by plan, not just if somebody doesn't show up. Yeah, two out of four are keen on that. The other two are like, eh, we'll see. <sighs> just, just commit people, commit. Machi Koro played that a few times at Jordal Khan. Really enjoy that. Don was there and he brought Iron Dragon. So I immediately pulled that out and played it for four hours. It was, <laughs> I love that game. I love that game. Any game where I could draw with crayons is awesome. That's not true, but that game. Yes. Uh, Robinson, be, be careful what you put out the internet. <laughs> I got to deal with the request. <laughs> hey, he said he likes drawing with crayons. Yes. Drawing with crayons and porn. Okay. Robinson Crusoe. Uh, Ron, Har- the Harpers were there and Ron brought that and, uh, it was, uh, a little bit more finicky at the start than I thought it would be, but it's still a good co-op. It's really, you're behind the eight ball right from the get go. You really got to be, it's a full co-op. So you really do have to cooperate. So it's really not the game you'd think I play, but it's really enjoyable. And it's, it's, you're right, you're, you know, behind the eight ball right from the get go and every turn, everything is critical. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's very enjoyable. Uh, got in some Shadowrun Crossfire, played Epic, played Exploding Kittens, and I think I'm good on that for the rest of my life, <laughs> and been playing a lot of Neverwinter on the Xbox. Nice. Was that Shadowrun Crossfire the night Jordal texted me? Wanted to know if I'd come over oh, for it. Oh, did he go for you too? Yeah. <laughs> no, like, we, we need at least two more. I'm like, uh, I got class right away in the morning, and I'm doing, I had, and that was when I was prepping uh, for my commercial demo. No, we played that Sunday of JordalCon with, well, they're not new anymore, but you've never met them because Jacob and don't sound it like, don't say it like that. You, you've <laughs> never met them. Jacob had been, has, I think he's been trying to convince himself to buy the game, but it's sufficiently out of the realm of what his group plays that he wanted to get it in. <laughs> right. And it turns out he and his wife both really like it. So played it on Sunday, a uh, couple games, one to teach and then one to enjoy. And they started some characters and they're leveling up and immediately he was like, Gotta get the next game in, man. Gotta get the next game in. And that was Monday or Tuesday, whenever that call for, for fillers went out. It was out. Fri- Friday. It was this, oh, that's this right. past it was, Friday. Yeah, that, this past. <sighs> yeah, because again, it was, I was like, I can't do it. I've got class right away in the morning. Yeah. It was Saturday morning. Yeah, I got that call too. I was like, well, <laughs> we're supposed to go to a movie. Let me check with the Sarah. Yeah, no, we're still going to the movies. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I got. Okay. Uh, let's see. We got, uh, in the chat room, we got Bunko with the family from Chris. <laughs> Meow's got Adventure Time Love Letter. And Chris came back with that, uh, he's been getting into older CCGs. So he's got a Wyvern box on the way. 
ancient dude. And uh, some L5R every week. Awesome. Nice. All right. For 2017 me, can't come soon enough. <laughs> most of what I played, most people know about since it corresponds to videos we've been putting out. <laughs> so Lattice, which was successful on Kickstarter, which was great to see. Megan and I both really enjoyed that one for the uh, casual game it was. Uh, Looting Atlantis is on Kickstarter right now. So uh, Megan and I played that recently, and then I threw up the initial impress- impressions video for it. And I think they're roughly around the 50% mark as of right now. And then I have two videos I haven't put out yet, but Megan and I played Adventure Time Flux. And so that video will be coming soon. And then we played uh, Flux Dice, which is an expansion for Flux. So in order to do that one, we broke out Zombie Flux because we hadn't played Zombie Flux in so long. So we combined it with that. And we did a video for that as well. I just got to get around to the editing part of Not Bat Flux, so you could just tag Carl in a bunch of pictures? (laughs) No. No, we already did the video for Batman Flux. Put that one out. I made sure Carl knew that was coming, though. He was not. He was in my office when I told him about that. <laughs> he was not happy. Uh, but it was the best time to tell him because I got to see it. <laughs> uh, and then on my own, I've been. On I was. My own. Uh, I was playing Shadows of Mordor quite a bit. That game is. I still like it, and it's still frustrating at the same time, <laughs> especially when you're going to fight a captain. And a captain you've already killed shows back up looking all mangled and stuff. It's like, hey, you thought I was dead. And all of a sudden, like, you're surrounded by two, three captains and their gangs. And it's like, well, shit, I'm about to get my ass handed to me. Run, (laughs) run or die. And then, of course, when you die, have you ever played the Shadows of Mordor game? I have not, but I've, I know. It's actually, it is a really fun game. That's what I hear. Um, but there's so much to do that you can just like continually do. Never do the main story if you want to. There's so many like, all right, now these captains are, you know, this one's planning an ambush on this one. Go, go, uh, mess with that. So you'll mess with the power. This one's planning a feast for all of his wonderful victories lately. Go screw with the feast. So you weaken him, you know, so all these things keep popping up plus other things going on. So really you can do. And then there's also like every once in a while you get, here's a vendetta. And it's things like people on my friend list, on my Xbox friend list that died in the game. Nice. Like you can go avenge their death. So those pop up from time to time, stuff like That'd that. Be a short list for me. <laughs> so, you know, there's, so I, you do all that crap and it's like, oh yeah, there's a main story here somewhere. That's right. I should probably go figure out what, cause there are certain things that don't unlock, of course. So you do that and then you can kind of go on. So it, it is a fun game. And then, you know, like I said, you defeat these captains. Sometimes they come back. Sometimes they don't. But if you die, it kind of goes to whoever, whoever, if, if it want, even a no name orc, if they kill you, they get promoted to a captain. And then you see like the chain reaction of everything that's happened. So if you die and there's like a bunch of those things out, like the ambush and the feast and all that stuff, they all resolve mm. with your death. They'll stay out there until you go do them. But if you die somewhere in there, they all resolve and like, here's who, here's who gained power from this one. And here's who's, and so they all kind of, and then of course, as they gain power, they get harder to kill because now like, okay, well, before I could like pick this guy off with a ranged attack. Now he's immune to range, you know, that kind of thing. I'm going to interrupt you there just because something How you said. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, interruption. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Thanks for finally joining us right at the end. <laughs> so for our listeners that play Neverwinter, if we have any. I, uh, I've encountered this problem where I 
complete an entire quest line. I don't skip any quests. I do it. I get it right when Nox or whoever assigns it. But by the time I get to the end of the quest line, I am apparently too powerful for the dungeon. It might say it's a level 25 dungeon, but by the time I'm done the whole quest line and get the dungeon assignment, I'm like 27, 28. So none of the dungeons that I get to are open to me. And I cannot find anything definitive online whether they lock you out if you are too powerful. Because now I'm like 63, but I still have all these 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 dungeons because I get to them. And the only thing I can think of is that I they lock you out because they don't want you to not be challenged. But it irritates me because while it gives you the achievement for clearing the whole quest line because this dungeon is just this last thing. I'm enough of an achievement whore that I want the achievements <laughs> for having completed the dungeons. But I don't want to have to start over a new character and deliberately be slow about it <laughs> so that I can complete these dungeons with this other character. So if anybody plays this, and I have not found an definitive thing online, I see a lot of people complaining about it, but not uh that it is perfect world or whoever that is saying, yes, this is what we do. I've seen no definitive answer about it. So if anybody knows... Let me know. Because yeah. I'd like I to know if I can it. just delete my quests, because I have, like, one entire page of Red Dungeon quests that I can't do. Yeah, I, uh, I play very casually at best. <laughs> uh, Mike says he played Neverwinter. Play slash played, and he'll try to see if he can remember. All right, so the only other thing that I had is I've been... Shadows of Mordor was kind of the game that I was replacing Batman and Far Cry 4 with, the, my completion game. But then I got Destiny. <laughs> yeah, and I've been playing a lot of Destiny lately. Doesn't strike me as the game you'd like. Yeah, and again, it, it, in general, it's not my style of game, but I do kind of dig it. Doing any of the online or just grinding the games and the DLC? Uh, grinding the game a bit. I'm not really doing. I mean, there's a couple. The the thing, one of the things that does bother me is there are certain ones that they make you team up with somebody. Hmm. So if you go through those, you kind of have to be on a team. I don't like that. I've never liked that. Like, let me do solo. And if I want to go do this other stuff, let me, but there's like, there was, there was at one point early on, I think it was just a kind of, I think it was kind of like their tutorial style thing. So it was early on, like, here's what happens when you go do this. So Mm -hmm. go, go play with other people. (laughs) Go make friends. I don't want to make friends. (laughs) Most MMOs I've ever played, I still soloed. Yeah, same here. Um, I, I was well, I was doing one of the day. I was doing a bunch of the dailies today. I'm working on the Tyranny of Dragons campaign, and the 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 first uh, campaign part of it that I unlocked is help the Harpers. And one of the dailies is go beat up a dragon. And I was just, and I always take that because there's three quests that I complete, but the daily cycle a little bit. But so today there was only two out of the three that I could do in the Dragon Zone. They didn't let me move around the headstones, so I'm just. Clearing out all the dragon cultists as they spawn so I can get my 25 dragon cultists. And then I'm just waiting for Catharxis to show up. And this dude keeps inviting me because it's a recommended 15 player. You can get it done at 10 if you don't mind taking like an extra two minutes to do it. And this dude kept inviting me to a group, inviting me to a group, inviting me. <laughs> and then he's saying in open chat, we need six up, six up, six up. It kept inviting me to a group and I kept declining, declining, declining. And I'm like, I hate that. Dude, all I'm going to do is shoot it one time and send my companion over there to hack on it. I don't care about what you're doing. There's no guild under me. 
screw off. I just need to say I have participated in killing this dragon to satisfy the Harper. Decline, 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 decline. <laughs> and he's even inviting me as just as the dragon cutscene happens. I get back from the dragon cutscene and there's an invitation. No, go away. I just zap. Okay, go diva. <laughs> All right, before I finish up, uh, let's see. Mike says, you cannot join a queue if you are overleveled for the dungeon, but I think you can enter a dungeon alone even if you physically go to the entrance of the dungeon and enter it there. I seem to remember doing that from time to time. Then he says he might be remembering it wrong, and he'll try to reload his character and see if he can figure it out. No, that, well, I appreciate your help, and please do so, but that is everything that I have found online. Yeah, I, I'm, I only queue up for what I'm eligible for because that's what you got to do to complete the dailies but i've gone to all my dungeons and the quest tracker leads me to the dungeons and then the gates do not sparkle they are <laughs> they, they are impossible for me to enter i've even just walked up to them and the reticle does not change color for me to interact or anything so it's very irritating yeah but we also know you suck at games well <laughs> uh so yeah destiny um i'm playing it i'm i don't i don't have the latest like the taken take the taken king, king or whatever um because basically I ended up getting Destiny. It's something I've always kind of been somewhat interested in. You know, I've always kind of said I'll put up with a first-person shooter if it's got a decent story and stuff. And I've heard decent things about Destiny, uh, but I was never going to pay, like, full price or anything. Well, of course, with Taken King coming out, the original Destiny dropped, like, 15 bucks. Ooh. So I picked it up, a hard copy. Right. Off of Amazon. It dropped, uh, like, 15 bucks at one point. So it was, you know, one of those things that was in my cart and I was watching and when I saw when I saw that dip, I was like, okay, now I can check out this, this thing, and it's pretty good. Um, obviously, I'm in like after they've replaced Peter Dinklage uh, with the new voiceover guy. I am the wizard. Oh, uh, but the one thing that I thought was really cool is you know with me kind of getting into the voiceover realm and like I listen to some voiceover podcasts and stuff now, and one person that I really like. And I listen to his podcast and he does a lot of things. I know he does is Crispin Freeman. Mm-hmm. And he's, I mean, he's done a ton of things. I mean, he's, he's been Superman. He's, you know, he's done a lot of things. He was actually Firefly and Batman and yep. the Batman ones. Yeah. Um, he lives on DC, <laughs> yeah, which I didn't recognize him there because he wasn't, but I chose an awoken and awaken character and he does the voice for the awakened male. No. Oh, okay. So I'm like sitting there. I'm like, that's, that's Crispin Freeman. <laughs> Because he's using his normal voice, and I was like, "That's pretty cool." Uh, I I'm playing this guy that's walking around talking like Crispin Freeman, <laughs> so I thought that was kind of cool. And Gotham will burn. <laughs> <laughs> and and so that was pretty cool. And the story, I'm kind of enjoying the story and and the different things that you get to do. But it's not the story isn't like a major driving factor for me either. It is kind of fun to just kind of every once in a while just kind of do one quest and jump back out. Uh, the other one too is that, uh, Craig, uh, one of our, one of, uh, my friends from Rochester. I don't know if you've ever met Craig. You might have at one of the Godfathers or something like that. But all of a sudden I'm like doing this quest and here's Craig. <laughs> He's jumped in and helped. So it, like every so often, all of a sudden Craig will pop in my screen and, and I feel bad because I don't, you know, again, I'm soloing. So I don't bother hooking up a headset or anything. So I don't really get to say anything to him. But at one point we were playing and like talking on Facebook message <laughs> messages and stuff. But so that was kind of cool. You know, I, I haven't seen Craig in a while. He kind of popped in and helped me with a couple of quests and then jumped back out and stuff. Uh, and, and yeah, I'm kind of enjoying it. There, sometimes I get frustrated because it's not my style of game. 
So there's certain things is like I die over and over and over and over again. I'm like, ah, can't twitch this fast. Ugh. But overall, I am enjoying it. So I'm pretty. I mean, for 15 bucks, especially that's a good one. Now, Taken King is still like 60, and it sucks because Taken King is like 60, and you get destiny, normal destiny with it. So there's no. What if I just want Taken King? There, that doesn't exist right now, which sucks. Even the digital version is, and you, you know, it's this, 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 and you get destiny. What I have destiny. You already knew people had destiny. Why do they have to get destiny again? Why can't you bring the price down a little bit for the expansion? Cause then they destiny. can charge 60 bucks for something you mostly have instead <laughs> of 15 bucks just for DLC. Uh, yeah. So I haven't done any of the Taken King stuff and, and I can't, you know, there's certain, like certain quests. Is, In oh, fact, sir, I will not. Right. Well, certain quests started popping up. It's like, okay, I'll go do that one. This is Taken King. Get your credit card out. <laughs> like, no, I'm not getting my credit card out. I'm you cannot go find, have my money. I'm going to go find the other quest until that starts dropping, <laughs> until the next big expansion comes out. So, yeah, Destiny's been a lot of fun. Uh, let's see what we got, which is why uh, Mike hasn't gotten Taken King either. <laughs> he stopped playing Destiny. It kind of pissed him off. Oh, and he says Mixler sounds much better than it did last time. That's good. Dinklebot was the best, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then he, what does he say here? Uh, he says they may have changed it in the last weeks or months. Well, basically since the last time he played. Mm, thanks. Yeah. Uh, Chris says, excuse me, Alan, but I need to go. Sex and dinner is waiting. Combine right, well, the two. It's much more fun. <laughs> I mean, if it was just dinner, I mean, I guess I could excuse it, but sex really? Come on, man. Uh, that is okay, Chris. Thanks for joining us. Cause we're actually wrapping up. That was the end of what I had to play. So we're pretty much ready to wrap this episode. I don't really have much to kind of at the end here. Jordan, you need to DM Mike your Neverwinter name so he can torment you with his firebug wizard. <laughs> well, all right, I will. <laughs> all right, so with that, again, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Chris, Meow, and Mike, thank you very much for hanging out and chat. It's always awesome when we get to kind of interact a little bit with you guys. And, of course, if you're out there listening... Uh, join us on Mixler sometime. It's uh, a good time. We get some people in the chat exchanging uh, a little bit of conversation. And, of course, every once in a while I get to look up and decide whether or not Jordan needs to know what the hell's going on because he can't <laughs> see the chat window at all from where he's sitting. <laughs> uh, but we greatly appreciate everybody that listens and the people that hang out with us on Mixler. It's a lot of fun to kind of get to do this uh, live now with you guys. It's, it's, uh, it's great. And again, if we ever get to that consistently 10 people hanging out with us, uh, we will, of course, uh, go ahead and splurge for the next level up, which allows us to record for three hours before we get to restart, which pretty much covers most of our podcasts. We, we can usually get them in in the three hour mark. The podcast started getting rough. These the days. Tiny Mixler was tossed. <laughs> if not for the courage of a fearless host, the Alice Geeks would be lost. All right then. <laughs> so, I'm Jeff King. And I remain the Canadian. Thanks for listening. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Thank you for checking out a United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find The Nerd Bite, daily themed updates about several facets of nerddom with main focuses on the Marvel Cinematic Universe and things that fall under the Super Hulak fandom. Also, nerdy adventures, 
conventions, theme parks, and loot crates. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com. Good night, guys. Thanks Thank for you listening. very much for hanging out with us. Uh, enjoy sex and dinner, but it looks like Chris already took off, so he is apparently already started one of them. That's our new tagline. <laughs> sex enjoy and sex. Enjoy dinner. sex and dinner. From the bitch cast. <laughs> From the bitch cast. Oh, I think I have a new podcast to add to the network. <laughs> uh, Two.